Here's an empty package of sleeping tablets, Dan. Have you been taking any tablets tonight, sleeping tablets? I'm taking some... I can't understand you. Did you take quite a few tonight? Have you? No. Where's, I... your... Where's your husband? Has he been here this evening at all? How long will he leave? Let's get back to these uh, tablets, these pills. This container is empty. Have you taken any of these tonight? No. What are they for? Numitol. Who is that? Numitol. I see. Sutton, I don't think we can get much out of She's told us about these pills. She evidently hasn't taken any tonight or she would tell us. Oh, here she is now. She's trying to get up. Here, let us help you there. Let's take her into bed there. She's shaking quite a bit. That's a girl. Right through here. Right into your bedroom now. That's it. Watch your step, You just lay down the light. Now about these other pills here. I see there's some others on the bureau here. We'll have to find somebody to take care of her. She's in no condition to take care of herself. We better check with the next door neighbor. Maybe she might uh, have some idea. I'll go and check now. Sorry, I need to check with the neighbor and see if she can give us some idea. Okay, Sutton, we'll wait for you. I won't take too many. Please, please, me. I won't take too many. There was little the officers could do in this case other than to make sure she had not taken an overdose of a sedative and enlist the services of a neighbor in caring for her. Although this woman had been beaten by her husband, she refused to sign a complaint and no official action was taken. Unit 3. Unit 3, 614X X-ray. Check on juveniles throwing knives in the building. throwing knives at buildings 600 block on X Street that's near that housing project let's check it out with them there's some young fellow out in the yard here let's have a talk with him hey come here will you Hurry up. Yeah, what do you got in your hand there? Is this one of them? That's one of them. Would you they just take a run sure for when we uh, came up? Maybe there was that car there. Huh? How old are you? 17. No, it's not really Where's the other boy at? Well, what are you doing around here? I live right over here. Well, where's the knife that you've been throwing against these... Uh, Walls. The guy took my blade home. Huh? The other guy took it home. Took it home? Well, how long have you been doing this? This has been going on for quite some time. No, we just, we just, we just, I just got the dagger a few days ago. A dagger? Yeah. 
What kind of a dagger? About so long. About a 10-inch dagger? I don't know how long it was. But... Well, you go get that dagger. Jerry's checking the door to the uh, warehouse there, the Quonset hut. Is it Jimmy, Jerry? What's that? How about that paneling there on the door? Is that knocked out? This kid, this here he comes now. I think this is he. Yeah, he's going over after the knife that they were using oh, here. Oh. Or did they throw it on the uh, on left? Well, the other kid left. Oh. So we'll find out who the other boy is. It's quite a dagger. He said it's large, long. There he got it. He has it in his hand now. Here it is. I just met him in a park, throwing knives together and no one killed him. Oh, about five o'clock? Five o'clock. That's a deer knife. It's about a six or seven inch blade. Now, where did you get this? Pardon me. Where did you get this? Oh, I borrowed from some guy he found in the river. He found it in the river? That's what he said, found it by the river. I borrowed it from him. I didn't get back. Well, where did you just get it? Huh? Oh, I just, I had it for a couple of days. Where did you just come from? Oh, I just came... I was running around looking for the guy, and he went that way. Now, come on, tell us the truth. Who was the boy that you went and got this knife from just now? You told me you were going over to get it from him. Now, where is he? I don't know his name. Where does he live? I told you, I just met him in the park. You went over to his place right now to get the knife. I ran after him. I caught him down that runway right that big long runway. I told him he had to give me the knife back. He gave it to me, and he kept going to walk you ever been in juvenile hall before? Yeah. For what? Um, first time. Uh, Burglary and strong arm in Carte. Three times. Well, King, what are you going to do? Well, <clears throat> I think we'll turn him over to his parents and have his parents bring him down to see Captain Gessner Monday morning. That wasn't an innocent toy this boy was playing with, and it wasn't exactly a childish pastime. He was released to the custody of his parents, pending further action by the juvenile division. The parents agreed to pay for the damage to the building. and Oaks, I was just checking with the radio sergeant down there and he informs me that you might have something. What's it about? Oh, we got uh, we got some information on uh, four or five uh, fellows that's been pulling a lot of burglaries around here, mainly the uh, cigarettes and meat and uh, candy burgers we've been calling them. And uh, we have a spot uh, maintained right now by two of the other officers, Detective Rellis and Rogers. They're out on the spot now, uh, waiting for one of the fellows to come back. We have one of the fellows upstairs we brought in, well, just a few minutes ago. And we're going out now over to Bryant to see if we can pick up the third man. You have a lead on the third man. We have a lead on the third man. We have an address over in Bryant we're going to check. You want to take a ride with us over there? Right, yeah. 
back over to Bright. Well, he lived in Bright with the party for a while. Maybe we better take a run over there and see if we can make a contact there. And if he's there, grab him. If he's not, we'll go back over to the Q Street address. Just the spot. Okay. And the man that we're in search of was living here at this 520 address. And I see there's no lights in that particular house, but we're going next door and inquire whether or not she still lives there. Unit Those people four, we can see from here. Yes. Okay, I'll wait for you. Check. I wonder what that is. They just received a transmission to get in touch with their office immediately. It's very dark in this area. It's an old district on the other side of the river. They've gone into the yard and into the uh, next house. They're talking with a couple of people there now. Back to the car. What'd you learn, Fox? Uh, I haven't seen him since Tuesday. He was over here Tuesday. You got a 914, Bill. We're possibly a call from the officers on spot over there at the uh, place in town. Very likely they've got the one man we're looking for and here may possibly have gone over there as we expected. There's a public telephone right off the highway. You're going to make contact with the office now. Do you have, do you have the price of a phone call? Well, this is expensive, this trip. Let's see if I have some. Here's one, Doc. I outshuffled you that time. I've got two of them, by golly. You got another lead on this fellow at a different location? Yes, in the same man bright here, so we're going over there and surround the building. Folks, do you know this fellow from before? Uh, yes, Sergeant. He's an old-timer around here. He's a good burger. He's been in the penitentiary on several occasions. He's just out about a month. Uh... A short time ago, he contacted Fox and myself and uh, was seemed to be serious about uh, we trying to get him a job, which we uh, attempted to do, and uh, we lost track of him, and we haven't seen him until the last week. We've gotten a few rumbles on he and several other fellows uh, responsible for some of our burglaries. So we know him well. He's, he's an old con. He's... Conwise, and he's a pretty shrewd operator. Uh, what were those boots and shoes that you brought into the uh, detective bureau tonight? Uh, they're out of an out-of-town burglary. We're not just too sure what uh, community. It's a small rural community. Uh-huh. Uh, when we arrived there, Don, we looked the place over and possible, I'll sneak into the backyard and cover the back door in case he tries to make the back on us and we take the front. 
Is this fellow dangerous or presumed to be? Uh, everyone is presumed to be dangerous when you pick him up. We treat him as such, uh, Sergeant, because he is a loser. He's on life parole now, and he certainly doesn't want to go back. We've arrived at the location. We're going to park a distance away from the place and walk over to it. It's very dark out here. No street lights. A lot of trees. Houses are surrounded by trees. Somebody coming out of that house now. I better get in out of the way. Oaks is going around the back. Fox is covering the front. Somebody out in front of the place now. He's talking to someone now. We'll go in the yard. There's a tall hedge alongside of the house. Oaks and Fox now are shining their flashlights on the other side of the hedge, away from the house. They believe that my, he might have gotten over and gotten away. There's a good indication that he's been here. There's Oaks and Fox now going... Come on out. As an animal. They're still searching around this area. It's large lot. Almost a field. Trees, bushes. Did you check over in the corner over there, Don? Uh, we're going to leave this area now, Sergeant. The man was at the house. He uh, apparently saw us drive up and he took off. You going to come back uh, later on this evening? Uh, yes. Uh -huh. We just returned to the um, area. We're now on the opposite side of the block where we can see the house through the field. Fox and Oaks are going back around front, cover the house, front and rear. down and I'll go immediately into the back area and uh, cover that, huh? We're traveling with our lights off. Uh, Detective Oaks has the portable spotlight. He, as he said, is going to cover the back area while Fox and myself will take the front. We're parking some distance from the house and we'll walk up to it.
stand on the side in case he comes out through a window. I think uh, Oaks is inside now, John. Let's go in. That stuff. We know you were yeah, here. Yeah, left. I know. You left when we were here. Where did you, which way did you leave the house? Yeah, it didn't, wasn't in the house. It was down the street there. Were you in this house when we was over here before? No, no sir. Huh? No, sir. That's a good thing. Otherwise, he'd go to jail, too, for covering you no, up. We wasn't here. I See wasn't. how you get everybody involved? I wasn't here then. No, because he wasn't. You could have come. You could, you could have... Oh, yeah, when we were over here before. I was down the next street about two blocks. Are you sure you weren't here? Yes, sir. Right. Now, ask my kids. They know. Wasn't here. Yeah, you see, you were down there a couple of blocks. Where'd you go? The levee down there. You went down to the levee. How long did you stay down there? About an hour. Well, it's a good thing that he clears these people here. No, he wasn't here. I wasn't here. Okay, that's all we want. I'm going to take the names of these people, Donald. Yeah, okay, I'll take this. All right. For a police detective, I sometimes believe that patience is a major qualification. The action you covered tonight actually extended over a period of several hours. The burglar suspect was released to a neighboring county for prosecution there. And if you are ever inclined to believe that police work is not hazardous, remember the words of Detective Oakes. We consider them all dangerous. This is Unit 99. These on-the-scene tape recordings were provided by the Sacramento Police Department and were made on duty by Sergeant Dan Meredith. In Unit 99, your host is Chief James V. Hicks of the Sacramento Police Department. Be with us when once again you will hear... KMA 907, Sacramento Police. Unit 99, are you in the clear? Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Meredith, 909. Unit 99 has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.